0: We are just hours from football. Welcome to the podcast, Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Rack. The divisional round kicks off tomorrow. Vikings, Niners, Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins, finally with the gorilla off his back. Got that playoff victory last weekend over the Saints. Vikes, Niners, kick things off. Then you've got the Titans-Ravens, the team that nobody expected to be here, Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill's Tennessee Titans take on the buzzsaw that is the Baltimore Ravens who are watching the wild card from the comfort of their own homes. And then on Sunday, you've got the Texans, Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien squad, trying to take out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's Chiefs. From Arrowhead. That's going to be an electric atmosphere as well as the nightcap rounding up your weekend. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Jones and crew welcoming Russell Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks Sunday afternoon. That game's going to be on Fox. It's going to be, it's going to bring in some big old ratings. It's a rematch that we've seen a couple times in primetime, whether it was the uh, playoff debacle where. The Green Bay Packers relinquished a 17-point lead and lost. Or the uh, we all remember the replacement refs, right? It was kind of when we first found out about Russell Wilson and that uh, catch no catch td um, Was that a Monday Night Football game? I think it might have been. It could have been a Thursday Night Football. I, I don't remember th- that many details about it besides that it was just a debacle. We're wrapping up a busy week here on Locked on Cardinals. Yesterday, we looked at uh, how the Cardinals can follow the Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens blueprint. And I left out a very big, a, a key component to that. Huge. I overlooked something. And I think that it's important that the Arizona Cardinals get this part of the blueprint correct this offseason. It's it's paramount for them to be successful. Also, we looked back earlier this week. It was Chandler Jones, named to the All-Pro team. What were his realistic chances at taking home the hardware for the NFL Defensive Player of the Year? You can go back, listen to those podcasts. Today we look at Kyler Murray's chances at the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Can K-1 take it home? Uh, we'll see about that. Also in preparation for kicking off a new segment, new benchmark here for the show, we will get into our podcast, our mock draft Mondays, this upcoming Monday. And, uh, pr- to prepare for that, our friends over at the NFL draft network, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at where they're projecting or who they're projecting to the Cardinals at eighth overall in the 2020 NFL draft. I've already Told you, I disagree with this selection, and I'll tell you who I think that the Cardinals should take at number eight instead. Is Kyler Murray destined to be snubbed for the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year? That's your Locked On Cardinals lead story. I'm your host, Bo Brock. That appears to be the way things are trending. If you look at most betting outlets, you'll see that rookie running back from the Oakland Raiders, Josh Jacobs, is your favorite to take home the hardware as the NFL's top rookie. Jacob's position, running back, takes home the award 60% of the time. The bell cow for the silver and black rushed for 1,150 yards with seven scores in 13 games. He toted the rock for an impressive 4.8 yards per carry, and he was the only consistent source of offense for the 7-9 Raiders. And the Alabama product isn't the only competition that Murray has for the award. Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown coming out of Ole Miss in the second round, the only first-year player to eclipse the century mark in receiving yards. His late-season emergence helped propel the Tennessee Titans from an average team to a team playing this week in the divisional round of the playoffs after upsetting the New England Patriots and taking on the buzzsaw that is the Baltimore Ravens. A.J. Brown had over 1,000 yards receiving, had eight touchdown catches. You could also look within the NFC West for more competition. Staying at the wide receiver position, DK Metcalf, of course, passed up by the Arizona Cardinals in favor of Andy Isabella. Metcalf, the physical freak, was Brown's teammate at Ole Miss. He racked up 900 receiving yards on 58 catches and had seven scores himself. Most sports books have Jacobs as the clear cut favorite, odds around 160, negative 160, while Kyler Murray is. He has the next best odds in most sports books, right around plus 160. A.J. Brown, a distant third. Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry from the Washington Redskins, the rookie wideout out of Ohio State. He's next in the line. Miles Sanders, an impressive rookie season for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is next behind McLaurin. Gardner Minshew coming out of Washington State, emerging as the Jaguars' starting quarterback to end the season. And then D.K. Metcalf, Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel, He stepped up for the 49ers at the end of the season. Daniel Jones, the only quarterback realistically in the running, his 24 touchdown passes, 3,000 yards passing for the New York Giants, is the only signal caller outside Murray to really be considered on this list and in the running for the hardware. But looking at Kyler Murray's case, it would be an injustice if Murray didn't take home top offensive rookie honors what he's did on the field, and what he's done to cement the future of the Arizona Cardinals franchise, I think it transcends what Jacobs did carrying the rock up close to five yards per carry at 4.8. Murray may have only helped the Arizona Cardinals to minimal gains in wins on the season, up from three wins in 2018 to five in 2019, but we saw the putrid offense In only a season's time, improve significantly from being at the bottom of the NFL barrel in the cellar to middle of the road in 2019. As for Murray, his actual case for the award, his statistics, I think they speak for themselves. He set a franchise rookie record with 20 touchdown passes while throwing for over 3,700 yards and only second on the team in rushing yards behind Kenyon Drake with 544 yards rushing with four more scores To add to his resume, Josh Jacobs had a fine rookie season, but his overall impact, of course, due to his position, falls way shorter of Kyler Murray's impact on the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, Murray, as we've pointed out, has cemented himself as the future of the Arizona Cardinals. And Jacobs absolutely has a future with the Raiders as they make their move to Las Vegas. But when you look at the numbers, the Arizona Cardinals in 2018 averaged a putrid 14 points per game. That changed in 2020. The offense was able to score over 22 points, nearly 23 points per game. When you look at the Raiders and Jacobs' impact from 2018 to 2019, the Raiders, they were down there. They scored over 18 points per game and only saw minimal improvement in 2019 with just over 19, nearly 20 points per game, 196 as far as rushing the football, Arizona Cardinals, as I've pointed out, they were dead last in majors most major offensive statistical categories. While the Raiders, they were middle of the road with rushing the football. They were middle of the road rushing the football in 2019 overall. The Cardinals were 10th overall in 2019, up from 32nd, yes, dead last in 2018. The position, way more importance than running back the impact. Way larger than Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. Kyler Murray, if not taking home the hardware, will have been snubbed for the 2019 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year honors. Coming up next, I missed a very key component to following the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens blueprint. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, I'll tell you what it is next. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. The weather's getting pretty gnarly across the country. You know where it's not gnarly? where it's close to perfection, especially in the month of March, Arizona. If you're a seam head, you love baseball, follow your favorite baseball teams out to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather, the perfect backdrop for exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. 15 MLB teams, 10 stadiums. Each stadium has a little piece of home for each and every team. You go out to Goodyear, you check out the Reds and the Indians. You get that Cincinnati Skyline chili. You get that ballpark mustard with the Indians. You go to Glendale Camelback Ranch, check out a Dodgers game. You're non on a Dodger dog. You go to Mesa Sloan Park, check out the Cubs, and you're slugging down a Chicago-style hot dog. It's the perfect place to be. You've got the 15 teams, 10 stadiums, 70-degree temperatures, and all the stadiums are within 50 miles of each other. You're basically 20 minutes from everywhere in Phoenix. And it's perfect for the family. Bring the kids along to spring training. Fantastic destination, family-friendly resorts, hotels, offer plenty of fun for kids all ages, water parks, horseback rides, activities all over the place. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com. Arizona.com. I'm going to give my divisional round predictions by the end of this podcast, but I wouldn't put too much weight into that, like I have to tell you that. But go to the individual team podcast, Locked on Titans, Locked on Vikings, Locked on Ravens, Locked on Texans, for better insight, deeper insight, so you can make the right decision, whether you're going on mybookie.ag and maybe putting some a uh, couple shekels down on this weekend's action, but that's going to come down. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter, at BobRack. And I was so embarrassed after I broke down what I thought was important in following the Baltimore Ravens-Lamar Jackson blueprint yesterday. And completely overlooked probably the biggest part of this. Yesterday, it was basically... Asking the Cardinals to do what the Ravens organization did and push all their chips into the middle of the table on what they did, Lamar Jackson, what the Cardinals should do for, for Kyler Murray. And everybody in the building in Tempe and in Glendale is sold on Kyler Murray. He's the type of talent, if you surround him with talent, he's going to make them better. Lamar Jackson does that. And he has the playmaking ability to at times do it himself and take over games. We saw just a few just few glimpses of it in 2019 for Kyler Murray. We saw it on full display with Jackson this entire season. But I, I, I can't believe I missed this yesterday. The tight end position is so big in the Baltimore Ravens offense. Three of their top five receivers are tight ends. The collection of Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, and Nick Boyle were essential to the success of Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews led the Ravens in receiving. He had nearly 100 targets at 98. 852 yards total to lead the team. 10 touchdowns. The Arizona native who went to Oklahoma was a monster. Hollywood Brown was next. Then you had Hayden Hurst, another tight end, first-round pick. Uh, Same draft class as Lamar Jackson. Hayden Hurst, 349 yards. Two touchdowns himself. And Nick Boyle, 321 yards. And 43 targets and 31 receptions. Two more TD catches. So if you're doing the math, the quick math, that's 14 touchdowns from the tight end position. Over 100 catches easily. Over 1,000 yards receiving from the tight end position. It's essential that the Arizona Cardinals invest in the position this offseason. When you have a dual threat quarterback, it's a nightmare for the opposing defenses to keep tabs not only on the playmakers, not only on the skill players, right, but especially guys like tight ends who are blocking and then can sneak out and make plays. We saw the emergence of a guy that played three games for the Cardinals at down the stretch. I, I don't know what his role will potentially be for the Cardinals going forward, but Dan Arnold had 10 catches for 102 yards and two scores. Dan Arnold, I, I mean, maybe does he have a role for this team going forward? Can he be part of a two- or three-headed snake that's going to be a force to be reckoned with? Dual-threat running quarterbacks – I mean I I think it's it's historically have great rapports with their tight ends just because when they're blocking and that guy and that quarterback gets out of the pocket defenders have to collapse on the quarterback tight ends free up free up open in the open field I mean look at Russell Wilson he's always found his tight end now I mean I think Jimmy Graham they thought that was going to be a lot bigger um you know, threat during his tenure, and it never really, you know, came to fruition. I mean, Mike Vick and Algie Crumpler Crumpler in the uh, old Madden game were unstoppable. Donovan McNabb always found his tight ends. He always seemed to have a pretty good rapport, whether it was Chad Lewis or Brent Selick. I mean, it it just kind of goes hand in hand, and I think the Arizona Cardinals need to invest in the tight end position. There's some interesting, intriguing, would-be free agents, whether it's Eric Ebron, who spent time in the Colts the last couple seasons. You've got uh, Tyler Eifert. I think he's a little too long in the tooth and has too much of a injury history, but more Hunter Henry guys. Hunter Henry was a guy who had 55 catches, 652 yards, and five touchdowns. If he becomes available at the age of 25, I know he's got an injury history of himself. Most tight ends are going to have that. Uh, I, I would love to see the Arizona Cardinals invest in that. And then if you look at the NFL draft, Arizona Cardinals selecting eighth overall. I'm not saying that they go after a uh, tight end at that position, but where the top tight ends are being projected, uh, right now, Cole Komet of um, Notre Dame is 39th. And that's right around, that's kind of ballpark where the Arizona Cardinals could potentially be in the second round. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Or Jared Pinkney from Vanderbilt. Look at the Ravens' blueprint. Look at the tight end position. Andrews, Hayden Hurst, and Nick Boyle are young guys that can all catch and block and do everything that the Ravens need to make that offense roll. I'd love to see the Cardinals emulate that in the desert. Coming up next, divisional round predictions from myself plus we look ahead to mock draft Monday, who the Cardinals could be eyeing with the eighth overall selection in 2020. It's locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network, your team every day. After a wild card round where the road teams had a lot of success, I expect that to change in the divisional round. It's tough not to go chalk on Saturday. The Niners, their defense, their offense, they just seem to be rolling. Seven point favorites, according to mybookie.ag. Could Kirk Cousins go Joe Flacco of 2012 and just have one of those postseasons where he leads his team to the promised land? I I just don't think so. I think that the Niners are just well-oiled on the defensive side of the football. And Jimmy G is making enough throws. He's getting enough out of Debo Samuel, the rookie wide receiver. That run game, the offensive balance that they have. I just, I don't, I, I'm i going chalk, I think, on Saturday. Ravens, they're just stout. They're just ready to go. They're, you know, if, even without Mark Ingram, I think that they're going to be in a good spot to uh, have their way with the Tennessee Titans. Ravens, nine and a half point favorites. But we're not going points here. I I, I think it's, it's Niners, Ravens on Saturday. Then looking at Sunday, you know, I... I wouldn't put it past the Texans beating the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to happen, but Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Reid's pretty good to get to a conference championship game, and then kind of, then he can kind of fall by the wayside. Very large wayside, by the way. Uh, as far as the Texans are concerned, I just don't. You know, the uh, the better play from their offensive line. Uh, do they have enough on defense to to slow down Mahomes and that offense? Uh, I don't know. But then, as far as the best chance to pull off the upset on the road, I think you have to give that to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Four-point dogs going into Lambeau against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I got the Hawks pulling off the upset, beating Green Bay. We'll get into the conference championships after this weekend. So, to summarize, chalk on Saturday, Niners, Ravens, Sunday, We'll take the Chefs and we'll take the Seahawks. One upset on divisional round weekend. This is the time of year, I mean, we've seen it as far as the teams that get the buys. They traditionally, at least in recent history, have had the success this round of the playoffs in advancing to the Super Bowl. The ones, the twos, seeds in the postseason usually have the most success recently. It's locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. Your team every day. I'm your host Bob Brock. Hit me up on Twitter at Bob Rack. So preparing you for mock draft Monday. That's going to be a segment that we do throughout the off season, leading up to the 2020 NFL Draft. Our friends over at the DraftNetwork.com already churning out just beautiful, glorious mock drafts. And it's it's at the top. You're one. You're two. It's pretty much set in stone. You you can pretty much sharpie it, barring any trade. But right now, as the Bengals are set to take the number one overall pick, looks like the guy we're going to see play Monday night in the college football playoff championship, Joe Burrow. I think Burrow, the Ohio native, returns home and suits up for the Bengals. Redskins eyeing Chase Young. We've already seen Dwayne Haskins reach out on social media when Chase Young declared for the draft. Said, see you soon. Chase Young fits very well. Watch Chase Young fits anywhere. Basically, uh, they have Jeffrey uh, Okuda, Okuda, the talented cornerback out of Ohio State, the consensus top corner in the draft. They have the Lions selecting him, Giants going Jedrick Wills, who is uh, hurdled Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. The Bama tackle is now, right now, before you know the draft combine, is the top tackle. Uh, according to many publications in the 2020 draft. Dolphins continue to be tied to Tua. The left-handed quarterback just lit the world on fire from Bama before just a heartbreaking injury this season. He should be good to go, but that injury might make him and let him slide to the fish at five, consistently seeing that. Chargers, according to the draft network, Justin Herbert, quarterback at Oregon, would become the successor for a guy like Phillip Rivers. Then Andrew Thomas, tackle out of Georgia, would go to the Panthers. One pick ahead of the Cardinals, and here we are with the Arizona Cardinals. And yesterday, I'd mentioned the CBS Sports has this as well. The Cardinals selecting the wide receiver out of Oklahoma, former teammate to Kyler Murray, C.D. Lamb. And the Cardinals, yeah, they can continue to revamp this offense. And when you looked at the 2019 draft And what it produced as far as wide receivers, it wasn't much. We saw Andy Isabella have a redshirt year. We had Hakeem Butler have a redshirt year medically because he didn't suit up for the Cardinals outside of the preseason with a hand injury. And then Keyshawn Johnson had flashes early on and then disappeared. You got minimal results from three wide receivers that you drafted. The Cardinals go back to that well and continue to exhaust draft picks on the wide receiver position. High draft picks. I mean, the last couple second rounds, they've taken Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella. Do they use a first-round pick now? The Cardinals' offense showed signs of improvement in 2019. It's not a guarantee just because Kyler Murray had success his rookie season and is arguably the offensive rookie of the year that it's going to translate to him you know, automatically becoming a star in 2020 just through having survived his rookie year it doesn't auto it, and there's no guarantees especially in the NFL but the Arizona Cardinals have a big time need on the defensive side of the football that I think that they would make a big mistake and not go out and utilize that eighth overall pick especially with three quarterbacks potentially going off the board and prospects like Derek Brown the inside defensive lineman for Auburn or a guy like Isaiah Simmons, uh, the big-time player from Clemson that we're going to see on display Monday night. I think the Arizona Cardinals need to go for the best defensive prospect they can possibly grab and get their grimy hands on in the NFL draft. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a new mock draft on Monday. Mock draft Mondays, baby. I can't wait to get into it. Hopefully you had a great week of podcasts with me. I've enjoyed it. My name is Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Rack. Follow my missing in action co-host Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner and follow the show at Cards on Twitter. We will talk to you. Have a great divisional round weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you Monday. We'll even preview some of the prospects in the college football playoff championship game that night. This has been Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.